What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for tuning in to Pretty DC, your daily entertainment and pop culture podcast. Uh, it's Gen Con week, of course. You've heard me talk about it a lot now at this point. And Fantasy Flight Games is at Gen Con. Fantasy Flight Games, if you've never heard of them, are one of the big dogs in tabletop gaming. They have the Star Wars license right now, and they make uh, some honestly really, really great Star Wars games. Uh, they make uh, two games that are based around uh, ship combat, so fighting in space. And the first is X-Wing, and it's kind of a smaller scale and kind of gets up to ships that are Millennium Falcon and maybe a bit bigger so that they do have some slightly larger ships. But it's mainly focused around combat around, like, X-Wing and TIE Fighter type ships. And you have your your little, like, squadron of ships flying around and fighting your opponent. And then they have a game called Armada, which is a larger scale. So, for example, the X-Wings and TIE Fighters in X-Wing are maybe the size of, like, a Matchbox car around there. Uh, maybe a bit smaller. And then in Armada... That same size, about a Matchbox car, will hold like three uh, TIE Fighters, for example. So like the scale is much larger. You have much larger ships in Armada. But they're they're kind of similar games. So it's just kind of uh, different scales. Fantasy Flight also has, uh, puts out some, some games uh, in Star Wars like Imperial Assault, um, which is a little bit of a complicated game to explain. But essentially you're running through... Uh, kind of campaign missions, so you you have this sort of pseudo dungeon master esque player uh, when you when you play uh, certain modes of Imperial Assault, and now during Gen Con here, Fantasy Flight has announced that they are uh, putting out a Star Wars miniature game, so ground combat classic miniature game. It's called Star Wars Legion. And uh, it's it looks really cool. So Star Wars Legion is is definitely much more in line with something like like Warhammer, for example, uh, which is the classic example of a tabletop miniature game. If you've never experienced a game like this, uh, basically you have a tabletop and you can lay it out however you want. You want it to represent your battlefield. So some people will do very elaborate terrain. Some people will just throw down a few books and maybe a box somewhere to represent a building. It's up to you. But essentially you have a tabletop that represents a battlefield and you bring to the table an army. And in this case, your army is composed of rebel troopers or on the other side, storm troopers. Uh, and each person in your army is represented by a single model. And these guys are really small. Think like maybe half the size of like a G.I. Joe. And, and I mean the small G.I. Joes. So these, these models are very teensy tiny. And you bring a lot of them. You bring a whole force to the battlefield. And you have rules that dictate how to move around your miniatures and how to, in this case, shoot. How to make your miniatures fight the opposing team's miniatures. So there are lots and lots of miniature games in the world that are very, very popular. Uh, as, as I mentioned, Warhammer 40K is a big one. Of course, there is the Warhammer Fantasy, uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Those are all in the Warhammer brand. War Machine is another one uh, that is a competitor to uh, to to Warhammer, 
and is is in, in a similar vein. So it's kind of kind of steampunk esque, but it, it follows a lot of the same concepts. And of course, you have the little fringe games as well. So one that I really enjoy is the DC Universe game because obviously it's superheroes. And this Star Wars one looks awesome, I will say so far. I'm very intrigued with what I see. Um, of course, the other big caveat with these games is that you get the miniatures and you typically have to put them together so that they come in pieces and you're you're gluing their arms on or their heads on or their weapons on. You are affixing them to a base in some way, t- typically via glue. And then here's the here's the big catch: you are painting these models because they come unpainted. Um, some models for some games are plastic, some are metal. Uh, these for four Star Wars Legion are going to be plastic, but again, come completely unpainted. You can put them together and you can play the game, never have to think about painting. But it is a big part of the miniature gaming hobby, and a lot of people really, really enjoy painting their miniatures, actually putting their unique mark on miniatures. It's one of the aspects of miniature gaming that I really like, and I thought I would hate when I first got into miniature gaming. Uh, when my friends introduced me to miniature gaming, we started playing War Machine, and I really enjoyed going through the process of coming up with a color scheme for my army and deciding, like, okay, they're all going to be red, they're going to have these gold accents, they're going to look kind of like Iron Man, but steampunk. I really enjoyed coming up with that concept. And then actually painting them, I I can't draw for anything. I'm a terrible artist, but it's just enough like paint by numbers. You can you can do a serviceable job without really knowing anything. And then as you start doing these miniatures, as you start painting them, you get better at it and you realize you learn techniques, like you learn how to shade, you learn how to highlight, and you you actually do pick up these skills. You you get better at it along the way. And it's very satisfying. I I find that, you know, a stressful week, a stressful day, it's nice if I can have like an hour or so to like sit down and paint it. It is a big time commitment. Painting an entire army takes hours and hours and hours if you are as slow as I am. But it is, it's so much fun. And the prospect of painting some stormtroopers, painting Darth Vader, painting Luke Skywalker, um, has me pretty excited. So I'm excited about that aspect of it. But forewarning it's it's not for everyone but as i said this game will feature some named characters so yeah the majority of your force will be generic stormtrooper number one generic stormtrooper number two rebel trooper number one rebel trooper number two but but the the core box the first thing they're coming out with has darth vader on one side luke skywalker on the other it doesn't get more Star Wars than that. So the game will play with unique named hero characters like that. There are going to be some, of course, team building rules. So obviously it's going to cost a little bit more to have Darth Vader on your team than it is to have a Stormtrooper. But we really don't know much about that so far. Now, typically with these games, there are a few things that go into them. And one of them is movement. So typically you have to measure to move. You get out your good old-fashioned tape measure, you hold it out in front of your model, your model has a specific speed, and you move him along the tape measure line, and you do that for every model that you have. 
They're really telling you in this game from the marketing material they put out that movement will be much more much more dynamic and a lot faster than it is in most games. They're saying that you uh, every model has a speed, every unit has a speed. You move the the leader of your unit, and you do that by measuring, and then you move all of the other uh, all the other you know soldiers in that unit up next to the leader. So like within a very short distance of the leader, you don't have to measure their movements. It's it's a little early to understand exactly how that's going to play out. Maybe that's awesome. I, I, I can't really like picture that in my head, how that's much different than actually measuring, but they, they're making a big deal about it in their marketing. So they're thinking that is a selling point. They are also going to have cards. So miniature games mixed with cards is not something that hasn't been done before. Malifaux is a game that doesn't really have die rolls. They have cards. Um, so it's it's not a new concept, but it is a little novel. So the cards in this game will feature uh, basically upgrades to your to your players. And so, for example, you can modify your Darth Vader, uh, and and by by basically buying these these cards, as far as I can tell, uh, which is really neat. Um, it's it's something that X Wing does, for example. So you might have the same ship, the same model, but depending on the card that you choose, it's the abilities that it has, it's the points that it's worth. So you can kind of modify your force uh, in in that manner. So it seems like the same thing here. You could have maybe a stronger Darth Vader or a slightly weaker Darth Vader to save on some uh, points that you could spend towards more models, for example. The cards also seem like they might feature other, uh, have other uses, for example. Um, so they have a couple of them on their website. Um, there are some that are just weapons. There are some that are abilities. So the one that they show is Force Choke. Uh, can only be taken by the dark side, obviously. It says, choose an enemy trooper mini at range one that is not a commander. It suffers one wound. So apparently you get to play these cards. You have a hand of cards while you're playing, and you get to play one of these cards a turn. So when it's your turn, you can choose to force choke someone. It seems really interesting. Uh, we will see how the like deck building goes, how many cards you have to have, um, if there's any like chase aspect to these cards. Uh, I ho hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully I'm not going to be, you know, ordering new cards online for $30 a piece because I have to get the super rare. I don't think that's what they'll do, but, you know, who knows? It's still very early. Uh, but, you know, overall, the game seems cool. I think it's going to be a huge, huge hit for Fantasy Flight. Um, X-Wing is a massive game for them. Armada is also very big. And this gives you, you know, th this loops in people who maybe you're turned off by the pre-painted miniature nature of X-Wing and Armada. Maybe they like painting their miniatures. This loops in people who are in the normal tabletop world. And, uh, you know, it also, of course, gets all the Star Wars fans, which is, which is not anything to scoff at. So this game won't be out until next year. Uh, so we got plenty of time. They're just now talking about it, just now announcing it. The core box that they are selling as kind of a starter set will have 33 miniatures in it, which is definitely a lot. Um, so it'll have your it'll have your uh, Darth Vader and Stormtrooper side and your Luke and Rebel Fighters side. So you'll be able to play two players off the core box. That core box is going to be 90 bucks, 89.95. That might seem a little high for you, but honestly, as far as miniature games go, that's very reasonable with as many miniatures as are in this box. 
you know, that's a whole topic in and of itself, how expensive miniature games are. But with that being the case, this is this is somewhat reasonable of a price. So if that interests you at all, definitely keep your eye out for Star Wars Legion. Again, I think it'll be really, really popular. I'm very excited about checking it out as we get closer to release. And I'm excited to see what other models they add to this game and what they do with it.